Welcome to a Christian podcast. We are not professionals. We are not scripted. We are just perfect, sinful, struggling Christians on our pursuit to truth. The views on the topics discussed are not those of any affiliation tied to the podcast or external persons involved. They are solely the views of the individuals. My uh, friend Brian is here. I'm glad that you're here and you're willing to awkwardly sit in your living room. Yeah, man. <laughs> Talk about stuff. Thanks for talking to me. Um, Full disclosure, Marco and I played in a band together even many years ago. Yeah. Um, so we, we have a very tight bond, I think, that goes back a lot of years and through yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was to be in the Christian death metal, death thrash. I don't know. What, what would it's you like call it? like deathcore before it had death a name. Core? Yeah. You know, before Despised Icon came out or yeah. whatever. Before they gave it a name, so. There's a lot of us. There yeah. was a lot of cabinets. There, yeah. <laughs> it was loud. For sure. I guess, uh, how do you find time for God was with a busy schedule, um, like being a college student? What do you think? I mean, you have more of a pragmatic thought on this, like, or do you have more of a, I guess, like, more of a, I, I tend to deal in abstractions a lot more, so. I've, um, I don't know if God was doing it on purpose with me, but. I look at my phone every like five minutes or whatever. So it's just common. And so like whenever I was looking at my phone and this was very weird, but almost even to this day, it's always 555, 333, 222, 111, 1111. And so I started tying that with prayer. So every time I seen that, or if I was a minute off or a minute before, but usually I'd be like dead on and I would tell myself, I have to pray for the people I want to pray about. And I have to pray for things that I want to pray for. And so doing that kind of helped me find a routine and something to help me not forget about God. By doing that as well, I found that like I would have to, in my my anxious self that I am, like I would try to pray wherever I was. And this was even sometimes in between conversations with people, I'd look at my phone and I would quickly like just not say anything and do a quick prayer in my head. And they probably thought I was crazy or into thought or something, but I would just look at my phone, take a screenshot because that's just what I did, and then I'd I'd pray. By doing that, I trained myself to pray with chaos around me because it's been I've been on set on film sets and in middle of recording sessions, middle of conversations, middle of like weird situations, and I'll look at my phone. I'm like screenshot, and then I'll pray, and even if it's for like a few seconds or a minute or if I'm alone, like I, I, I love, I love praying. I love like having time to meditate and listen for God, because um, I feel that's something that, and it's weird that in Christianity. I mean, sorry, I'm gonna go off the subject, but like I hate that meditation seems to be frowned upon within Christianity. Everywhere, like, well, that's something else. That's not Christianity. But to me, that's so much Christianity: spending quality time listening for God. Sure. Um, yeah, quiet time is pretty important. Like uh, they they call that a you know a receiving position or whatever, like where you're not just talking. But you set up a ritual for yourself ultimately, like uh, with a triggering event. You know, like you look at your phone, you get the thing, and then you engage the ritual, and then you get out real quick. That's something that we do all the time. You know, like it's like whether it's with prayer or whatever, it's a thing that we kind of do in our lives. Whether it's like our kid does something to tick us off, so we just kind of like okay, this happened, now I do this thing. Like, I calm down or whatever. You know, like, you just kind of have these things that innately happen. Um, but with, with prayer life, like, we're discussing, like, intentionality then, right? Like, right. you have to find ways to become more intentional, whether it's carving out the time. That's the thing that, like, I always think is kind of a, like a, 
like kind of a throwaway argument when people talk about this stuff because they're like, we have to, you just have to make the time. It's like, okay, bro. Like I'm a freelancer. I don't sleep even, <laughs> you know? Uh, but the, like, I think that that's like setting up a trigger event is really useful. And I discovered how important that is for me uh, and particularly with prayer during fasting times. Uh, and so when I would find like that I would be hungry or I would think about food, I would then think I'm not eating. So in turn, I would turn to prayer. Um, also, like I was telling you earlier, like I eat a couple of Tootsie Rolls mm-hmm. every day. That's why. Like that's an, like a mindfulness event for me. Um, and also I do it before I meditate, which I do have meditation time. I do 20 minutes a day, ideally. Um, and so before I, I do uh, prayer and I also eat Tootsie Rolls, which is the <laughs> dumbest thing to anybody listening. But anyone who knows me knows it's not quite as stupid as it sounds. But I kind of I created my own rituals. You know, I have like coffee, two Tootsie Rolls. Uh, a little bit of prayer, uh, and then a 20-minute meditation. And um, it's like I think that it's important to find what works for the person. The idea of finding time for God, uh, I think, is a bit of like a, I don't know, it's like a workaround to like a different idea. It's like how do you just, how do you just be more mindful of what you already believe is good? And how do you engage that thing that you think is good? Because nine times out of ten, like, as soon as people start, like, setting up those times, or if they had those times available, they would do those things. But, like, it's, it's the mindfulness thing. We live in a world that, and I'm going to probably say this a hundred times, they, like, n- the world does not care about us at all. It doesn't care about our wellness. It doesn't care about us taking care of ourselves. It doesn't care about our spiritual growth, our, our physical growth. It doesn't care about us at all. It is a cold world. But if we can give ourselves a little bit of grace to know that we have to exist in that world, give ourselves some forgiveness from when we don't, do a great job at prayer for a period, but still keep in mind what we think is important, I think then we can alleviate some of that stress that comes, that guilt that comes from not praying enough. And it gets you back in the position of wanting to do it as opposed to feeling guilty for not doing it. And I think that's part of part of the thing to get more time for God involves like not feeling bad for not having the time for God. Uh, a lot of that comes with, like it's, it's, a, it's switching from a negative mindset to a positive mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a big part of finding more time for God is switching from a negative to a positive mindset. It gets exciting to pray. Like, like I've been lucky enough to like, I've had visions, I've, 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 I've had crazy religious dreams that have revealed some stuff to me. And like the other day I was at the gym and I was in the hot tub and I was praying and cause I was the only one in there and I was like, just cozy, just worked out and I was in the hot tub and I prayed and then I just sat there meditating just like, thinking and just not not really knowing what I was thinking, but just thinking and waiting to hear God. And this wave of emotions hit me where I was incredibly thankful and I and I realized like where I was and where I'm at now with my relationship with God. And I was just like crying uncontrollably in the hot tub, which is like the unmanliest thing <laughs> to do at the gym. I know, man. I but, think that's pretty manly. Yeah. They're like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. The new Cannibal Corpse record is just so good. <laughs> it just shreds so hard. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, um, just yeah. Just about fighting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, think about lifting more yeah, tomorrow. I, just, I can't wait to lift. Yeah. These aren't tears, bro. My eyes are sweating. This works so hard. <laughs> Well, I, I think like you're just you're pretty much describing what I would I guess describe mindfulness practice, um, which is ultimately being very very present of your current state, 
Um, I don't, I'm not Buddhist and I can't, so I can't really describe, I'm ultimately using my own definitions because that's what I do all the time because I'm not an academic. So I just kind of uh, make words meaningless <laughs> because by applying my own definitions. <laughs> but luckily for everybody uh, listening, I try to define them at the very least. Um, and so for me, like, w- like when I do any, like the, the Tootsie Roll, going back to the Tootsie Roll, is a thing for me where I watch it unravel and I eat half of it and then I eat the other half of it, but I pay attention to the whole entire thing, and it ultimately like kind of resets my brain. It's like when you go into a Catholic church mm-hmm. uh, and it smells like incense. Yeah. There's like a thing happening, and you're like way more aware of your surroundings. Um, and so like that's like a ritual that I perform to kind of help me get into that position of ready to receive, ready to pray, do all that stuff. It's and it, to me, it's like working out. Like prayer is like working out where I'm kind of clunky at first when I start doing it, but once I get in the groove, like I'm really vibing it and I'm really feeling it. And then I get done and I feel great and I feel proud of myself for like, you know, and not like in a pride way where I'm beating my chest, but just like, man, all right, like that feels right. Um, And so like, like kind of having, like setting yourself up whatever you can to kind of get you in that spot, whether it's like a walk to a class or like it's a drive somewhere, but like having that moment of like getting in the car, turning on the radio, doing those things, like, they, and, like, for college-age kids, like, I'm sure, like, those of you that, like, not to be crass, but I'm going to be a little real, like, there's that feeling, like, before people have sex, where there's, like, that, there's, like a, like, a trigger in your brain, where, like, your brain's in a whole different mindset now, like, if you can set up things in your life that can kind of put you into, like, that position for prayer or whatever, like, but you can control it, that's fantastic. Um, some of my, one of my friends, uh, is, uh, we discussed similar things, uh, he's an atheist, and, uh, but we align on virtually everything outside of the existence of God, which is uh-huh. hilarious. Um, but he was like, why religion? You know what I mean? Like, we agree on all the same stuff. And I was kind of, like, talking about, like, football, and I was like, you know how, like, when teams are in the playoffs, like, it's kind of electric. Or, like, you go to a good punk show, and it feels like, they're, like, everybody's focused on something bigger than them. You know, there's like this, there's like magic. It feels like there's magic electricity in the air. When I get to go to church and I kind of like just kind of lay down there, that ritual of going and, and submitting is, it's not necessarily submitting to the pastor or submitting to the parishioners. It's me just submitting to a space that's bigger than me. And those sort of like setting up those ritualistic practices with a mind toward knowing God more is really what connects me to him. And the magic of religion is it's repeatable. There's rituals built in. There's things that come multiple times a week. So you can get that same, like, similar feeling. Of course, it's a little different when it's the playoffs or whatever. But I do feel like there's this connective tissue that happens in the cosmos when the Browns have a great season. Like, it feels different. And you feel connected to something. And and I feel like it's a, it's slightly different, but it's slightly the same. The feeling is the same is, is uh, those sort of events, is that kind of electricity and that abstraction um, that happens when you're able to focus on something. So when you walk into a punk show... You know, anyone who's ever been to a punk show or a metal show, like, it kind of smells different, it feels different, you're in a different headspace. And I, and I think that's super important to getting into, if you have trouble, if you don't have trouble, don't listen to anything I'm saying. But if you're kind of a metalhead or a weirdo or whatever, like me, <laughs> setting up things that get you out of the world is a great experience. That's actually not to sidetrack or get onto another thing. That's part of the problem that I have with megachurches. Um, and nothing against megachurches or if you go to a megachurch or anything like that, but for me personally, I cannot disconnect from the world when I'm there. It feels too much like a mall lobby or something like that. I just feel like I'm somewhere anywhere else. It doesn't feel different to me. It doesn't feel weird. It just feels like more of the same. And it's very comfortable in that way. It's not, there's no discomfort, but in, I don't feel like I get a lot out of that experience. And I, and I can't, like, and I, I know there's probably people out there like me that experience that same sort of like, yeah, it just doesn't feel different enough. 
or doesn't feel like, or I'm not able to get into this sort of thing. That's why I think the, the worship music is so, so, such a big deal at those places, but that's a whole other discussion. Mm. I'm big on ritual. I'm big on separateness and I'm big on positive, like, reframing of things. And that's how I try to fit more time with God, so to speak, into my life. But I honestly don't think I'm ever without him either. Um, I think that that headspace is also important for me, is that it's kind of like, like not to liken him to Santa Claus, but dude sees me when I'm sleeping and when I'm awake and when I've been bad or good. So it'll be good for goodness sake, you know? Like, I, <laughs> I totally feel that way about God in a lot of ways, which is like, I'm never without the dude. Um, even when I feel like I'm, I am, you know, it's, it, but it's not true. That's just like a lie that I'm feeding myself or something like that. And I, so I have to also be willing to forgive that space where I don't feel good enough or willing to forgive myself where I feel like I haven't done well enough or I'm not working hard enough or whatever. We all have seasons of working hard and not working hard, you know? Yeah. And like, I mean, I think that that kind of, I think this probably ties into it as well is like what, um, in uh, in in your your opinion, I guess, because um, I know people, I've heard pastors talk about the right way to pray, and like the Jesus way of praying, um, and stuff like that. And I don't know if I fully believe that. I one hundred percent don't believe it. Period. Like, full stop. Yeah. The idea of a right way to pray is completely insane and gatekeeping trash. Like, there might be a more ideal or more effective or more, like, streamlined way to pray. I might buy into that idea. But the idea that there is a correct and an incorrect way to communicate with God is actually an infuriating concept. Like, if you can't tell, I feel a little hot. <laughs> that's just gatekeeping trash. That's that's anti-gospel. Like, the gospel is about inclusion, not exclusion. So to act like there is a right or a wrong way to communicate with God is just hot garbage to me. Mm-hmm. Like, cry out, and it doesn't matter how you do it. Like... If you want to communicate with God, like, I believe that, that, that there is something up there listening to you. I know what I call him. A lot of people call him all kinds of stuff. Um, but, you know, like, I, I don't think that you're, there is a part of God or of Jesus or of the Holy Spirit that's like, you know, I really wish you would have gone that a little. <laughs> uh, There's never a point where my kid will come up to me and say, I love you, Daddy, in any iteration, and one is better than the other. Yeah. Period. When people say they can't find time for prayer or they're wondering how they can find time for prayer in a busy schedule, like, I have a feeling a lot of them are talking about time, like what time is appropriate. Sometimes I'll pray for seconds, sometimes for minutes, sometimes for like an yeah, hour. Totally. Your relationship with God is a personal relationship. I mean, I think that what makes your heart go for God, what makes your heart on fire for God, that's the way that you should do it. I think God knows what's on your heart and what's on your mind, and I think that he appreciates the, the I guess, concern <laughs> that you yeah. want to spend time with him. Well, I believe that uh, 100%. Like, I used to even feel bad that I would fall asleep during prayer, um, where I would be like, I'd lay down to go to sleep, like, I'd lay down to pray, and then I'd just pass right out, and I'd feel guilty about it. And to come back to the dad scenario, a pastor, I was discussing, I was like, it's just frustrating, you know, because you want to get a good prayer in, blah, 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 blah. And they were like, <laughs> they were like, Imagine, this is before I had kids. They were like, imagine you had kids. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, now imagine they climb up on your lap and they want to talk to you. I'm like, okay. And then they start talking. Next thing you know, they pass out. How are you feeling? <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah, you got me. Uh, but, the, like, realistically, like, talking about your head between your legs or the order of which you put words, this is all, like, symptomatic, like, BuzzFeed garbage. Like, that kind of shit. 
is the stuff that we tell people like these are five things all millionaires do they make their bed they make they drink four cups of coffee bull that doesn't make a millionaire <laughs> millionaires do that because it comes from a different place you know like when millionaires do whatever it's because they're they're doing stuff differently inside the stuff they do outside is a symptom of what's going on or or an outward sort of you know thing that they already do uh like or that they already are like so when elijah does this or you know, like James does that or whomever, like these are all manifestations of the spirit within. And they're ultimately like reaching out to God in the way that they know how to. Like if it was just as simple as one, two, three, we could just create a list. Like then we would have consumptive Christianity and we would have automatons. We don't have people seeking, we wouldn't have people seeking the heart of God. We would have people seeking the routine of religiousness. And that's not what this is about. You know what I mean? Like we don't have a collective answer for this to like make it all work. So ultimately, all we have to do is kind of just oftentimes, especially when it comes to spirituality, like there's a lot of, you can learn as much as you want to learn and and be as academic as you want to be. I think that's amazing. And depending on what your vocation is and what your plans are, put that to good use. When it comes to knowing God, you have to go inward and be honest with yourself of how much do you want to know him? How much do you actually love him? Do you believe in him or is it just something that you say? Like these are the important questions that I think we have to ask ourselves. And then when we actually go, you know what? I do believe in God. I just don't know what that looks like anymore. Then figure that out next. Like, but don't be afraid of yourself because God created you. You know what I mean? And he loves you. And he, and he you know, like because I'm Christian, I believe that, that the sin of my, of my whole life was paid for. So I'm, I don't have to be afraid to discover him. You know what I mean? Even if it looks weirder than what I was told, or it looks different than the literalist, like the literal stuff that's going on in some part of the Bible, like I'm not afraid of that because I don't feel like it, it has any utility. It doesn't help me love people better. All it does is gives me answers to judge others by and to increase my internal sense of superiority or inferiority. It does not level the playing field as the cross did. It just continues to make it a make it a competition whether you know it or not. I don't think that's good for the I don't think it's good for the gospel. I don't think I don't think it reflects the gospel and I don't think it's good for the church. I know there's probably some students that are very um routine based uh, and I think they kind of there's some people who need that structure. Amen. Um, and is there in, in in your opinion, what what would you say if you're like if they're trying to get into prayer and they need some kind of structure and they they're trying to figure out something small and short or like or long or whatever or like I guess any kind of prayer that they feel that they would have time to say or do between things, um, I guess what are some I guess ways that you would I think a lot of like a, it's kind of a, a an exercise that people do is visualizing like if you can make like yourself a vision board of like stuff that you want to do daily that you see every day like just put it up so you can actively see it uh that's a good routine for a lot of people it helps them keep keep their mind on what they're wanting to focus on that day and they can put reminders anywhere you can put it in your car keep a notebook journal you know stuff like that those are all good things to when it comes to people that are kind of more organized than me like they can do those sort of things um when you're I think that setting a lot of people I know, one my pastor for years, he would get up super duper early, like people would do to work out. They'd hit the gym before the sun comes up. He would do that. He would sit and he'd meditate in prayer for like 30 to 45 minutes. And then he would get up and he'd run and he'd pray for every house that he passed. And that was like an activity that he had daily because it was a way for him to get his workout in. And it was a way for him to get time alone with God before anybody else is awake. So I think it just depends on the type of person you are. And there's, once again, no wrong way. Like I'm sitting here kind of bemoaning like the sort of, 
routineness of certain it's not that i'm bemoaning routine as much as just that strict adherence to that's the way it's done like that's not what i'm not saying that it's bad to have routine it's bad to assume that that's the correct way mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah as, as a non-authority a non-authority on the topic <laughs> yeah i mean like i, I to- totally agree i mean trying to get yourself out of feeling guilt for not being able to pray and being able because like i mean i feel like if you're at that point you're forcing yourself to love god and he doesn't want that he wants you to love him to love him wants you to want to be close to him to be close to him not because you have to um yeah fall in love with the fact that he doesn't make you do that yeah uh, you know it's pretty amazing (laughs) yeah i guess everyone has their own own relationship with god and everyone's relationship with god looks differently and so like i feel yeah if you feel that you need an hour of prayer and if that makes you are you if you're comfortable with that then that's cool but if you're like me i feel i love when i have the time to pray pray as long as i want because then it's awesome but most of the time i'm i'm, I'm kind of busy and, well, and so, it's not one or the other either like yeah. you can you know you can have the long times and the short times oh yeah yeah definitely and god knows you yeah. So don't just do it for him. Like, do it for you. You know, like, yeah. set the time aside for you. Because, like, if, you, if you're if wanting to pray and you're frustrated that you're not, like, you'll be proud of yourself for doing it. And I think that that's an okay thing to feel proud of yourself about. Like, uh, you don't, like, it's not, it's okay for things to be mutually beneficial for God and you at the same time. Like, that's a positive, you know, that's a net positive for everybody. Like, it's okay to do things for yourself. And sometimes prayer is okay for us to pray for ourselves. Sometimes being quiet and listening for God is for us. Like, it, like it's not just about, like, yes, it's about worship, but it's about communication. And it's about connection and friendship and sort of trust. There's that space that it's just like, your ta- like, your time and his time are, like, worth it to each other. I was also going to, before I forget the thought, suggest a devotional or an app a lot of times or a great yeah. way to remind people to pray or even people to pray for um, as well. As, you've seen some mega churches actually do have apps that are really useful for that. Like they do have uh, like scriptures to read every day, devotionals, or like a prayer list that you can get put on. Yeah, like I actually use the Bible and I'm not getting sponsored by this or anything, but like uh, I think it's just called the Holy Bible. Yeah, the Holy Bible app, and I think it's really awesome. It has like a different, a bunch of different versions of the Bible. I mean, uh, translations, NIV or New King James or King James, if you're older, I guess. Dog, I got a King James Bible. You better <laughs> yeah. watch it. I'm about to get a little fist fight up in here. Jesus, that's why Marco was in the hot tub crying. He's thinking about fighting me. Yeah, my over King James Bible. It's like not another King James. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's just called uh, Holy Bible, and it's just just a picture of a brown Bible. And on can, the uh, is that an Android or an iPhone? Uh, is an iPhone, okay. uh, but I think I've seen it on multiple things. But there's plenty of them. But I know I've, I just know I've used this one for almost a year, and it's been awesome. Like it's cool because I can look up the going off the tangent, but like you can do plans so if you're feeling any kind of way you're feeling like stressed out or bummed out they have plans where you can they people have pre-planned these things so you can look at scripture and they go they talk through it and stuff like that and it's got a yeah like it has a daily uh, verse as well and it's like uh, it's cool you can invite friends on there you can like do a plan together and like leave comments and talk about it 
But yeah, um, hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode um, about finding time for God in your busy schedule. Oh, dog, we're totally skipping the other topic. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna hit record again and do another one. Oh my gosh, I'm getting two episodes, guys. <laughs> oh, wait, are we doing it? Are we gonna do two episodes? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. I'm gonna just. Thank you for listening to a Christian podcast. It is our prayer that you will find comfort and intimacy with Jesus Christ. Dive into scripture, ask questions, fall in love with the truth that is in Christ.